It has been 12 seamless years since I dropped barrel and bore it all as a nude model for a lousy rotten community college arts class on a shoestring. Of which is sadder, my nude modeling for the crumb of a college, or my having attended it, still hasn't been rectified in my mental roundabout. If you've ever had your penis scoffed at by a 75-year-old retired circus clown in front of her equally reject pupils, all for the price of a song, then you too would know no God. At least that was my attitude that it has since come to pass. I thankfully found solace in the passage of time and in a loving God. Oh. Admittedly, this is all getting very convoluted. So as I've spread them before, let me spread them again and acquaint you with the whole damn thing. In the spring of 2006, at the tender age of 19, I was a fine young specimen. Having beefed up for a shirtless role in a hit college theatrical production and my graduation inching its way around the corner, there was somewhat of a manly glow about me. I think most people would have said that. It wasn't entirely surprising, therefore, that Anne, the retired circus clown turned school marm, approached me with her sordid request. You gave a fanciful performance, my boy. Fanciful. Very robust. She cajoled, having pinned me betwixt a water fountain and a vending machine in her electric wheelchair. Her arresting voice seemed to stretch endlessly throughout the campus hallway. Thanks! I managed to squeak. Her thirsty eyes hung on me in a full, pregnant hush. Yes, quite fetching. Reminds me of my days under the high top when I clowned professionally. One of my guilty indulgences has always been to watch a young performer really find himself in the circus. She seemed to forget that we weren't in the circus and that I was standing there in a gape-mouthed horror. Yes, before the halls of academia called me to teach the art of theatrical production, I cut my teeth as a top-billed circus clown. I played all the premier carnivals. I played the she began listing off her clown credits the without the slightest regard for my consternation at this verbal flogging. That's when she sprang it on me. So, having been shot out of a cannon for what felt like the millionth time, I grew wearisome of these circus pedants who write those clumsy midway reviews. Bunch of hogwash. That's when I began my tenure as a theater prod master. Say, have you ever considered nude modeling? You know, being sketched in the buff. She raised the matter rather cavalierly, the old carny spirit having not been lost on her. Well, I, uh... I answered. Don't be silly, darling. You're unnatural. Now, I'm conducting a sketch class next Friday, and you're getting top billing. I want to see you there in your birthday jammies, and I shan't take no for an answer. 
Having worked her gypsy charms on me, she reversed on a dime in her electric wheelchair and sped off. You're not actually going to go through with this, are you? My girlfriend at the time cautioned the afternoon of my big debut. It had been a week of sleepless nights until this point, and I was more than ready to get the hell on with the bloody thing. Duty calls me, my angel, I said, while cinching a beach towel around my waist and stepping into a pair of fuzzy slippers. There is something that plays to the depths of the jokester's soul that loved ones and plutocrats never quite seem to understand. As novice to the naked parading game, I hadn't budgeted for the trip from dressing room to stage. I couldn't very well show up fully garbed, for I would then have to perform a striptease before the class, followed by the desperate bid to hold still while the audience sketched my nuts. Then again, I couldn't show up fully dismantled, for aside from jail, what institution allows for the untamed wanderings of the naked black man? Hmm? Though a tasteful bathing towel around my waist appeared to be the happy medium, the distance from my change room to the arts class across campus seemed the journey of a thousand miles. I bore my head down and walked with a steely determination towards the classroom. As steely as one can walk with their asshole half hanging out. You know? Approaching the classroom door, I spotted my predecessor, a young drip of a man in a quilted robe and thong-toed sandals. Break a leg, he said at a almost whisper, sending a chill running down my spine. Had I the smarts, I'd have broken both my legs and slinked out of this whole ordeal. I drew in a final breath of innocence and crept through the doorway. The room was shrouded in murky darkness, the silhouettes of eager students made visible by the cascading off-glow of a single spotlight. Did you find the place okay? The retired clown's voice punched out at me. Yes! I squeaked, stepping into the light at the front of the classroom. Fine, fine. Now lose the towel. At the master's decree, I was in orbit. Humankind shares the immortal nightmare of standing before a classroom, naked on the altar. That only being the fear of dreams, what hellish reality I had landed upon, I dare not say. I played it nonchalant, pretending I was just playing a friendly game of doctor. I even cracked a King Kong joke, referencing an old Will Ferrell SNL gag, which was ill-received by my public. A silence fell upon the class. That's when I noticed it. Anne, the retired circus clown, a look of dissatisfaction spread across her face as she stared at my pubic region. I looked down. I had forgotten to fluff. My penis was playing possum. 
In my haste to make the engagement, I had failed to whack up the juices to get the old boy in commission. And as the saying goes, I am a grower, not a shower. I've heard of stage fright before, but this was ridiculous. My alleged blackness, being the reason behind her grooming me for the part, coming to full realization. Two years of community theater training kicked in, for the show must go on. I sprang into a pirouette, followed by a classic box-step shuffle, which was surprising because generally I hate dancing with a passion. This still hadn't awoken my better half, but at least we were ready to get on with the quote, art, unquote, portion of the class. Okay, um, uh, now, now put your arms up and uh, twist your gams uh, this away. She instructed, the feverish scribble of pencils egging me on. There was a garrulity in her commands, which poured out like tap water. She had me flitting about, striking every pose imaginable. Kate Winslet didn't have to work half as hard for Titanic, and she got the Oscar nom. She was working me all right. I was just starting to get the hang of things when her crotchety voice swam up again. The check's in the mail. Now, being a disgruntled performer slash degenerate alcoholic the majority of my life, this mean-spirited little dig didn't quite penetrate me at the time. I gave the room a final look at my cock, then hit the showers. A few months had passed, and the stench of the affair was beginning to air out. I was working at a liquor store, go figure, when a shying cuckold of a man slunk up to my counter. Hi, it's me, Jimmy. I was one of the art students, given the pleasure of seeing you work. I live in the area, and I thought I saw a familiar form working in here. Oh, uh, that's nice, I said slowly reaching for the baseball bat under the counter should things turn ugly. I'd just like to say that you're a very talented man. I enjoyed your performance immensely. Here, I even brought you something. He held up a rumpled piece of sketch paper. It's from our little session together. A little memento, as it were. (laughs) I couldn't mask my horror at the hawk-like attention to detail placed on the penile region of the drawing. It's my masterpiece, which I humbly bestow upon you. (laughs) Yeah, uh, thanks. Hey, looks like we're closing now. Bye, I said ushering him out into the street and locking the door behind him. Yes, it has been 12 seamless years since my debut and departure as a nude model. My heart was never fully in it. The check's in the mail. Those haunted words have played upon me from time to time. It's an appropriate metaphor for the life cycle of the artist. We bear it all, time and time again, upon stage. All for the promise of the ever-elusive paycheck. Acceptance. 
forever to be washing hands in the mail. I would say the remark my college governess made was below the belt, only I wasn't wearing a belt at the time. It was intended to belittle. I am not blind in seeing that. Whatever her cruel intentions were, they had the reverse effect. I took the gig, knowing that when life requests to draw you naked, you accept that call of the wild with open arms. You never know when that experience may come in handy. So there are no hard feelings on my part. And besides, she was an elderly woman. So at the time of writing this, she's most likely dead. When I was a nude model, was written, produced, and performed for Jonathan Ramcharan the podcast by Jay Ramcharan. The entire production was under the supervision of J.J. Ramcharan. Yellow. It's your old chuckle buddy, Jonathan James Ramtron, reporting live for duty on this April 2nd. 2018. Welcome to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Ramcharan, a.k.a. Jonathan James Ramcharan, a.k.a. J.J. Ramcharan, a.k.a. J. Ramcharan, a.k.a. J.R., a.k.a. Chuckle Buddy, a.k.a. Johnny James Ramcharan, John Jingle Jingerheimer Smith, he's my name too. Whenever people go out, uh, they always shout, John Jingle Jinger Heimer Smith, fla la 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 la. Where do these stories even come up from? <coughs> Speaking of which, happy Easter. <laughs> Merry Easter, everyone. I believe in uh, higher power. I believe in God. But um, I don't know if I believe in, per se, religion. You know, the organized form of faith, right? You could say. Not on any intellectual level, as if I have a way of breaking it down or intellectualizing it. Intellectualizing it. It's more so just, I don't know. um, I don't know if it's important to me. Let's just put it that way. Because I don't want to sound disgrateful, ungrateful to start like, you know, breaking it down and criticizing it. I just don't know if it's important to me. What's important to me is I feel that connection. When I see like a sparrow hopping about, you know, I think I've spoken about certain things that I love, right? Um, like sparrows, for example. I love little sparrows when they hop about and they tweet and they flap their little wings or they take like a little dirt bath. Like if it's really, if it's really hot out, if you ever watched a sparrow, it'll like give itself a little light dusting, give itself like a little dusting. It'll like swoop down and uh, roll around in the dirt a bit to cool off and they're just so adorable. They're so like, um, I think Sly and the Family Stone said that, you know. His eye is on the sparrow. I know you change me. 
I don't want to start singing here, but um, Sly and the Family Stone talk about that. Dahe is on the Sparrow. I think Method Man said that once in a rap album. And My Eye is also on the Sparrow. My Eye is also on the Squirrels, as I say. Um, I saw a squirrel today. It either had anal sex recently or it's pregnant. Because it was walking with a very constipation-type uh, demeanor. Constipated. I'm like, that squirrel is either constipated, had anal sex, or it's pregnant. And it had a glow about it, too. You know how they say women have, like, a special glow when they get pregnant? Same thing with this squirrel. I was looking at this squirrel. I'm like, is that fucking squirrel pregnant? It was just, like, beaming and kind of, like, waddling around, looking for, like, you know, pickles and onions and fucking chocolate ice cream. <clears throat> you know, pregnant shit. But like I say, um, the main thing is I believe. I have a faith. And um, I get to questioning it sometimes, though, right? I mean, obviously, um, it's Easter. (laughs) And, um, you know, I work out quite a bit these days. That's one of my blessings. It's one of my blessings in my life. Um, I'm, like, in the best shape of my life, you know? The other day I was at work and uh, I was moving some tables around or something, right? I do, like, grunt work, furniture moving and stuff like that. When I'm not being, you know, a spectacular um, spellbinding comedian slash actor, I do like furniture removal and shit like that. So I'm at work and I'm, I'm moving a table around, right? And I hear some guy, like one of my coworkers, right? He goes, hey, muscles, muscles, give us a hand over here, will you, muscles? And I was like, who the fuck's muscles, right? So I just keep on working, right? Then like a second later, I hear it again, right? Muscles! Hey, muscles, give us a hand over here, will ya? I was like, who the fuck is muscles, right? And I'm, I look up, I'm like, muscles? Does anybody know a muscles? And they're like, that's you, you fucking idiot. I was like, oh. I was like, what, muscles? Why are they calling me muscles, right? So then I go help him move the table. Then later on, like uh, a couple minutes later, I went and took a piss, right? And I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like, holy fuck. I'm shredded. You know, like a part of my recovery from being an alcoholic is like I just work out and eat healthy and stuff. And, you know, I watch squirrels and shit. So like I got a very busy schedule. And um, but it, it's it's gotten me it's gotten me in very good shape. So, you know, I got the nickname muscles. Everybody's always like interested in like what I do for like my exercises and shit. I guess that's a good sign getting some compliments. But anyway, um, back to the God uh, theory. Um, I was stretching on the floor um, on Good Friday. You know, oddly enough, coincidentally enough, I was doing some floor stretches on the on the floor. <coughs> Where else would you do them? Uh, stretching out on the floor, about to go for a jog, and I was doing the old um, the hip across the center of the body that helps to stretch out the back. You know, you spread your arms like you're on the cross, <coughs> and you um, you cross your you know you take turns crossing each hip, cross your body, cross the center. And it helps, uh, you know, you know, loosen up the back a little bit, right? Then I just got to thinking about, like, has God been gaslighting us? Like, I, like, what really happened with this whole resurrection thing? Like, like seriously, like, I don't need to know. Faith is good enough for me. But, like, what really happened? Like, did we, do we have, like, a long-lost brother named Jesus that mankind murdered? Like, think about how fucked up that is if we're living... Like, that's what I mean. Is God gaslighting us? 
you know, gaslighting's that term that, you know, psychologists use when like a loved one or a, a relationship in your life, they give you information that is uh, knowingly untrue in order to question your sense of sanity, right? So like God's like, like he's been gaslighting us for centuries apparently, right? And like I guess this isn't this isn't like no new tirade for the comic mind, but it really had me. I was I was on the floor doing my cross uh, stretches, you know, my um, crucifixion stretches that I was doing on the floor before my jog. I was like, what the fuck? Like, do I have a brother named Jesus who was murdered by mankind? And now God's like upset with me and like he died for the sins that I commit on a daily, you know, like I only masturbate like maybe twice a week, three times. I'm all, that's not a lie. That's a lie. But like, you know, I jerk it, you know, as regularly as any man or woman, but like, you know, Jesus is paying for that. What else is he paying for? You know, like all the little fucking misadventures I had as an alcoholic, the escorts, the drinking, the boozing, the Coke, the fucking, you know, cigarettes getting real guilty here on Easter, right? Didn't even get one fucking chocolate egg, but I had that on the mind, right? So, I don't know. But I guess this also comes on the heels of, um, you know, because as I also believe in faith and squirrels and birds, I also believe in that everlasting love of a higher power, which is an everlasting grace, you know? Because, like, mankind is so hard to love, just in general, right? Like, for example, this morning, uh, I woke up, right, and there's all these dummies, like, you know, as the Wu-Tang Clan would say, these Dr. Seuss, Mother Goose, Cat in the Hat-ass motherfuckers, you know, they're outside, they're squawking and beefing, right? I live in Regent Park, Toronto, Canada, you know, home of the brave, right? So I'm living in Regent Park, right, and I wake up in the morning, right, and I hear these fucking crackheads outside my window, right? And, you know, fuck you, fuck you, you know, like I said, you fucking goof, I told you, you fucking goof. My lawyer, you're gonna hear from my lawyer, motherfucker. Anytime, anywhere, you can have it, brother. Fuck you, you fucking goof. You fucking goof. Say something. Say something. You want some? Ah, fuck off. They're like squawking and beefing with each other, right? And like, you know, I take it back to soul brother number one, James Brown. You're like a dull knife that just ain't cutting. You're talking loud, but not saying nothing. They're just outside squawking and beefing. Ah, fuck off. You fucking goof. You fucking goof. You want some, you goof? They're like squawking like fucking parrots. Goddamn Dr. Seuss mother goose cat in the hat ass fucking crackheads outside my window this morning. Outside my window pane. Right? Gets me thinking of God's everlasting grace because these people are hard to love, man. Flush them down the toilet, I say. Love them, says the Lord. <coughs> anyway, you know, doing my crucifixion stretches. My cross affection stretches, thinking about God's love, thinking about gaslight, thinking about working out, you know? A lot of blessings this Easter, you know what I mean, though? You know, got to maintain that grace. And um, Jesus, wherever you are, keep on rocking in the free world. I see a woman in the night with a baby in her hand. She's on a street corner in a garbage can. Then she puts the kid away. Then she goes and takes a hit. Cause she hates her life and all that shit. There's one more kid that will never go to school. Never get to fall in love. Never get to be cool. Keep on rocking in the free world.
I love white people on Easter, you know? But that's the thing about Easter. It gets you wanting to drink, too, because it's like one of those drinking fucking holidays, right? <sighs> well, let's, <laughs> let's face it. Every day's a fucking holiday when you're an alcoholic, right? <laughs> Every day's a fucking holiday when you're on fucking parade, boy. You know, get your shoes shined up. Meet me at that liquor store. <clears throat> Whoop, there it is. Now it's time to smoke that dime. Yep. <clears throat> salivating. Ah, God, I was salivating. Salivating. Ah, chomping at the bit. Nah, man, Easter brings up a lot of drunk memories, right? And, um, <clears throat> you know, I guess that's just what these thoughts have been bringing up this uh, merry time of year. But, um, you know what, man? I hope everyone just stays safe and sober if they need to stay sober. If they need to have a couple drinks and cut loose because that's, you know, something they can do. Let them do it, you know. Easy come, easy go, man. But um, don't be no dull knife that ain't cutting. Don't be talking loud and saying nothing, you know. To you and yours, man. I hope the Easter Bunny does exist in your life, man. Live in reality. But like I say, too, like... With the working out comes a lot of other things, right? I'm also a pescatarian. <gasps> I was reflecting on that, man. Like, uh, yeah, I, I haven't ate, <clears throat> I haven't eaten like meat, the flesh of an animal, uh, aside from fish and eggs. I eat eggs, but I haven't had like um, a bite of meat in like over a year now, since I quit drinking. Right? That's insane. Like, um, I guess what got me started on that thought process, too, was, um, well, first of all, I started, um, you know, I went down a very morbid path of thought, a very morbid path of thinking towards the end of my drinking little, a little over a year ago. And I was reading up about different actors and a lot of actors, um, uh, there was, I think, one actor, um, I think it was maybe, um, I don't, uh, I can't, you know, I can't remember his name, but, you know, easy come, easy go. It's just one of those stories, right? He's a creative person. He's drinking, trying to fill that void, trying to rely on that crutch. He's taking drugs, prescription drugs, barbiturates. You know, he thinks he's Marilyn Monroe or some shit. I don't know. Good morning, Mr. President. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Oh, did you guys ever hear my Marilyn Monroe impression? Like, <laughs> I could use some champagne. Oh, it's windy in here. Anyway, this actor, you know, he dies of a fucking drunken crack to the head, right? Face plants in his hotel room, dies. Um, another actor dies of some pill overdosing. So, you know, that's the type of shit that I was, like, reading about. And, you know, I had friends sending me negative, mean-spirited, um emails and shit about like you know i had this one friend who alleged friend he's like hey check out this funny article so he sends me this article about um you know you know according to studies um 85 of all um comedians die prematurely from substance abuse and the other 15 percent weren't funny to begin with studies show this and it's like this long fucking fluff article right i'm like what in the fuck He's like, and this is on the heels of my fucking paranoid episode when I was coming out of the hospital after having a drunken delusion. So I'm like, what in the fuck? This is the way you cheer me up out of my hospice break? 
I'm like, fuck you, you know, you're a dull knife that ain't cutting. Just talking loud, ain't saying nothing. You fucking Dr. Seuss, Mother Goose, cat in the hat ass fucking friend. I don't need you in my fairy tale life. Fuck off. So I kicked him to the curb, right? But this shit started going through my head. So then I'm like, oh, fuck, man, maybe I gotta quit drinking. <gasps> that took me a little bit. But another thing around that time was also the idea that, you know, food has a lot to do with your health. Um, like, it's sad to say that that's the first thing that got me thinking about um, becoming a pescatarian. Like, um, because, um, you know, I mean, obviously it's a cruel process, right? The farming, agricultural uh, industry in this day and age is just a goddamn travesty, man. But um, the first thing that got me started was um, just the idea that it, it's probably better for your health. I was reading about different actors who um, had long uh, longevity, longevity. <laughs> they had long longevity, and um, and probably um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the good thing about being good, man. When you're good, it just speaks for itself. You know, I'm trying to diss up a comic or an actor for having um, long longevity. I'm like, yeah, look at them with their longevity. And they probably also have a... Uh, uh, you're a stupid head with your longevity over there, you fucking long-living lummox. You can't diss up a person who lives long, right? But anyways, same old... Uh, you know, uh, parable, eat an apple a day, keep the doctor away. Anyway, like I say, you know, I was reading up about some actors who, um, you know, also were pescatarians and how they had longevity in their life. And uh, so it got to me thinking as well, like, wow, I should like maybe consider that. Apparently it's better for your arteries and your circulation and your heart. It, uh, you, you lower your chance of heart disease and just a lot of basic things that come from it. I don't know. There's a lot of different prescriptions out there. I'm not your doctor, right? I ain't your Dr. Seuss, Mother Goose, Cat in a Hat, fake-ass fucking um, family doctor. I'm your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan Ramtram. Speaking like I'm on Adderall. What the fuck? How focused am I today? Anyway. <clears throat> ooh, ooh, cops. But um, like I say, ooh, a plethora of cops. A gaggle of them. It's a blue squall! <laughs> ah, fuck off. Dr. Seuss, Mother Goose, Cat in the Hat, ass fucking justice, fucking pedants. Fuck off. Anyway, um, yeah. Also, what got me thinking, though, about uh, pescatarianism was, um, I had an episode, too, like, during the drinking time where, like, you know, I was hungover as fuck and I needed something to eat. And I'm on my break or whatever, my coffee break, and I suck back a cigarette also, which I've quit over the last uh, year. I'm also like oh, a little over a year from quitting smoking. I'm fucking killing it. Anyway, um, I'm fucking on my coffee break, hungover, suck back a cigarette. Now I need something to eat, right? So I'm just thinking to myself, all right, maybe I'll pop into uh, this convenience store and uh, get a snack. And it's in downtown Toronto, right? In the financial district, right? Dr. Seuss, Mother Goose, Cat in the Hat ass fucking bankers. And, um, you know, prices are just fucking jacked way the fuck up, right? Because it's like, you know, why not make money where the money bleeds from, right? So I go into this convenience store and I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get a, maybe I'll get a beef jerky stick, stick of beef jerky. That's probably pretty healthy, right? 
then I start like this moral qualm, not moral, but financial. You know, that's what happens when you're in the financial district. You just turn into a blood-sucking vulture, parasitic piece of shit, just like those fucking ivory tower douchebag dickheads, dildos, dick squad, fuck you, finance. Anyway, like, um, you turn just into them when you're in the financial district, right? I'm thinking, damn, I don't want to spend, like, three, four dollars on a fucking stick of beef jerky. What kind of nonsense is this? Inflated Dr. Seuss, Mother Goose, Cat in the Hat-ass fucking, fucking beef jerky, jerky stick. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, holy fuck, like, did I just, like, question an animal's life over, like, a toonie? You know, it's like I was willing to, like, is this animal's life worth a toonie or two to me? No, it's not. A toonie, by the way, is like a $2 coin in Canada for any of my international um, alien listeners. Intergalactic. Um, a toonie is like a $2 Canadian coin. So I'm thinking like a couple toonies for a fucking piece of meat. Like, fuck off. And then I start to think to myself, Jesus Christ, man, like an animal gave its life, gave its goddamn body for that fucking beef jerky stick, and I'm sitting there, like, haggling over the price of dead flesh, you know, what am I, Jewish, <clears throat> Merchant of Venice, back the fuck up, bring it up with Shakespeare, anyway, so there I am, I'm haggling over my pound of flesh, and I'm just like, Jesus, you know, like, this is just atrocity, this is just an atrocity, right, I should be ashamed of myself, and then also they had this little campaign by my house where they put a poster up, a billboard of this little pig. It's like a little baby piglet split screen next to a puppy. And it's like, why is this one adorable, but this one we eat? Right? And this little baby piglet, he looks all dejected and like crammed into a little cage. And oh my God, it just got me thinking of like Charlotte's Web and, you know, the good old days of like simplicity. Isn't it great that I articulate? Isn't it grand that you can understand? I don't walk, I can squonk, I can even squeak or squonk. What I want to say is something. I open up and talk, I can talk, I can talk. Wilbur the talking pig. Zuckerman, 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 Zuckerman. Zuckerman's famous pig. Suey, what do we see? The greatest hog in history. You know, like Charlotte's Web, bringing back some good memories. I'm like looking at this little baby pig, all fucking crammed into like a little fucking like cubby hole. Or like a like a little fucking carrying case or something. I'm like, God damn, I gotta I gotta I gotta quit my evil ways, right? So then I um you know became a pescatarian. <clears throat> and um anyways, it's your old chuckle buddy, guess who? Jonathan James Ramtram reporting live for duty on this April 2nd, 2018. Have some faith, you know what I mean? Just uh have some faith. Have some faith faith in your fellow man. And your fellow woman, and your fellow in-betweens, you know, we all exist. Hey, take it easy on the animals out there, and if you gotta eat them, come on, be responsible. Work out, don't smoke, brush your teeth, eat your vegetables, tie your laces, and I'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Thought I'd forget, didn't you? Didn't you? Do you got questions? Do you have queries? Do you have qualms? Hit me up at jr.thepodcast at gmail.com jr.thepodcast at gmail.com Let's start a spiritual garden, you know? Send me your questions, queries, or qualms, you know? Happy Easter, Mr. President. All right, I'll talk to you next time.